Hey everyone, this is Arisha Daly from Dear Future Soulmate Podcast. I am super excited to be here with you today. We have a special guest. Well, she's not a special guest anymore. She comes in and pops in, in and out, but it is no other but Gloria Witherspoon. How are you, Gloria? How, how's everything going? I am so good. Thank you for always having me. I guess I am not a special guest anymore. No, you're not. <laughs> So can you believe it? We're almost six months into the year. Can you believe it? Wow. No. It, this is this is something major. Um, the last we spoke, we were talking about how we are um, um, from the after the women's conference. We were talking about sowing our seeds and making sure that we're um, planting the right seeds for our harvest, which will be in September. And we are like a couple of months into September, so we have like what four, five, four, four, four months left to September. Three, three. We're wow. almost in June. Yeah, we're almost in June. So isn't that yeah. a beautiful thing? So um, everyone know, um, thinks that um, the new year is actually January thirty first or January first, but the new year is actually in September. So um, I hope that we are all diligently planting our seeds, sowing our seeds properly so we can have a bountiful harvest. Um, one of the things that we have, you and I have in common right now is we're on a mission. We're um, about to conquer new territory. God has placed in our hearts to um, relocate and be at another place so we can... Um, Builds for his kingdom and it is um it's, it's scary it's super exciting and um i just can't wait to see what god has for the both of us um and um the name of this podcast is traveling beyond measure um and when we think about traveling we we are thinking about just physically traveling traveling but for us it's not only physically, but spiritually, emotionally, and you know, of course, the physical. But can you expound on some of the things that you picked up? Because I know um, you have a prayer call every night, and you—I um, don't know if you've gotten out of the book of Exodus, but you've been in the book of Exodus, and you know, can you drop some gems in reference to what you have um, acquired in the book of Exodus? Um. So I am still in a book of Exodus mm -hmm. and I'm also still in a place uh, where I don't want to be, but I know I have to be here because there's work that still needs to be done. Mm -hmm. um, rather it's using me or it's being done within me. Mm. Uh, when it comes to the book of Exodus, uh, what I've been really focusing on is Moses, right? When mm -hmm. Moses had to keep on going back to, to Pharaoh and asking him to let his people go. But he knew that God was going to so, um, harden Pharaoh's heart, but he did not give up. Mm. Like God made that promise to him. Like, I'm, I promise I'm going to let your people go. And he trusted what God said. So he just kept going back. And he kept going back. And when I count the times he kept going back, it was like nine or 10 times. So he never gave up. He never mm -hmm. gave up, right? How mm -hmm. many times have God promised us something and we gave up, we give up on a third try, you know? <laughs> so true, so true. 
you know, yeah. so that's where I'm at with that, with, you know, with not giving up that I'm in a place, I'm still in that place, um, not giving up, still trusting that, um, that God still has a plan for me. And I don't want to go ahead of him because we mm-hmm. know what happens when we go ahead of him. Um, it can be a disaster, you know, we can mm-hmm. end up on that wide road of destruction. And I know I'm good for messing things up myself. And it's also not easy being in the waiting room, right? Right. You know, I was just so about much. to ask you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what What's happening in the waiting room? So much is happening. Um, but all good things, you know, like mm-hmm. I can feel God working in me, like stretching my faith, um, just giving me more patience to continue to wait on him. Um, keeping my hands off of things I, um, I'm not supposed to be putting my hands on because, like I said, I'm good for messing things up and I'm nosy. Once again, I'm nosy. I want to see everything that God has for me. So mm-hmm. it's it's about what we do, right? While we're mm-hmm. waiting, are we complaining? Mm-hmm. Are we praising and worshiping? And that's where I'm at right now. Just joining the journey day by day, not planning far ahead, just waiting for Him to move me out of um, you know, out of this uh, out of Egypt into my right. promised land. <laughs> right, most definitely. It's a funny thing that you say that um, in the waiting room, while we're in the waiting room and waiting for God to um, tell us what the next move is. And, um, you know, um, when uh, the the children of Egypt, I'm not Egypt, the children of Israel, when they were moving and when the God had promised the land of Canaan to them, one of the things, even though they were they were at a place where they didn't like where they were at in Egypt, but they grew complacent, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we have to be mindful of complacency, you know, even though we don't like a certain situation, but, um, fear, um, the familiarity makes us complacent. And, um, when we, um, say we know God and say we have faith and trust God, this is where our faith is being tested. This is a time when God wants to see how we how we overcame, how we um, how we're gonna measure up. And um, one of the things that in the book of Joshua, when he was talking about when Joshua sent out his spies, and he came back, and they came back with the um, with the report that the land is huge. There are giants, literally giants in the land. There is, um, the land is overflowing with milk and honey. And when he gave the report to the Israelites, they were like, oh my God, how can, how can we tackle this? How can, so in, and I can speak for myself, um, me wanting to go to another level there. I'm excited. I'm excited about the journey, but there is some, anxiety, some anxiousness, um, um, leaving a place of familiarity. You know, I'm going into a new place and yes, there is going to be giants in the land, but, um, like what you were saying while we're in the waiting room, uh, how, how we, how are we, um, posturing ourselves? Are we complaining? Are we murmuring? Mm-hmm. Are we giving God the total intimacy of being, um, vulnerable so he can break us to make us whole again are we worshiping him 
um, because when we worship him, we can hear what he has actually has to say to us so we can be reconstructed again. You know, as um, mortals, we are, I, I, I have to say, I always want to be at a place of brokenness because when we're broken, that's where he could do the best work that he can fix us. And um, I come to the throne of grace every day, a mess, <laughs> a mess. Yes. I come to the throne <laughs> of grace every day, broken and needing to be fixed, you know, but that's where God does his best work in the valley. You know, you know, um, one of the, one of my favorite characters or one of my, one of my favorite ancestors and besides Paul is David. David was a worshiper. David was vulnerable. David was a fornicator. David was a killer. David was so many things, but he had the heart of God, you know, because he was so transparent and his worship was unbelievable, was off of the charts. And, you know, God heard him because of the fact that of his vulnerability, of his transparency, of his of him being truthful and of him wanting to be fixed. How do you feel about that, Doria? When I think about David, I think about us. This world, right? Yeah. But to see his heart is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have a heart like his, like that love that he had for God, even though he did A, B, C. Indeed, right? Uh-huh. But that uh-huh. love, like, so I want to have that that kind of heart. I don't want to have all the other parts, though. I don't <laughs> want that. I'm actually afraid to do half of the stuff that he did. <laughs> right. Most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. Because there are consequences for everything. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm scared. I'm, I'm so scared. But it, it's a beautiful thing when, you know, we can always come back to that throne of grace because he has given us every day we wake up, he gives us brand new mercies, you know, and stuff like that. And the best place to be is to stay ready, to stay at the throne, you know. Um, one of the, um, I think um, when over the weekend, Saturday, um, I met with you briefly and you were telling me that you had um, came across a woman, a lady, and she was what she was talking about. She was talking about um, the journey. I think she was a pa- either a pastor's wife, or um, it was at your a church function that you actually attended. The only person I can think of is the young lady that um, she's on this journey but she's just starting. Was it her? No. Um, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember her name. But um, you basically we, we, you were talking about um, being processed and um, the process you know there's so many levels to being processed it's um it's unbelievable um we'll go we'll come back to that but one of the things um we were talking about this morning was uh joseph and being in that pit right and um uh sometimes that place it can be a a cold solace place but is is necessary 
and um, going back to our harvest, uh, planting them seeds. So when we when we taught when we turn over that soil, and those seeds goes into the ground, it's covered with dirt, right? Mm-hmm. So here it is, Joseph. He's in the pit. He's in a well. He's basically covered in dirt. But that's when he um, things start to happen. You know, we need dirt. We need dirt thrown on us in order for us to grow. We need that. That's the intimate place that God deals with us. And when he came out of the pit, the manifestation, it was like he was a beautiful butterfly. He went into the pit, a caterpillar, and he came out a beautiful butterfly. And even though his journey was long, even though he was persecuted, even though he was lied upon, you know, um, it was funny how God knew everything. You understand? God is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He knows everything. He knew that uh, Joseph had to go through certain things to be where he is so he can provide for his family. How awesome is that? You understand? Joseph was in a pit. His brothers, because of their jealousy, threw him in a pit. But not knowing knowing that he was going to be a hero, not only to save his family, but to save a nation. Can you believe that? And when when his brothers finally met up with him, once after David was thrown in the pit, he was sold as a slave. He had to leave his, uh, his slave master's house because the slave master's wife lied on him, saying that he was trying to have an affair with her when it was the other way around. He had, was back into exile, back into, into a cell, not um, then came out of the cell to become um, to be what is it a governor you can say over a land over food and now here it is his brothers coming from a long far away because they, it was famine in their land and when they got there they didn't even know that was their brother can you believe that so I'm going to go back a little bit Okay. okay. So before he was thrown in the pit, right? He was his dad's favorite. Right. Favorite child, right? But what made them throw him in the pit? His behavior. Yes, his attitude. Him being boastful mm-hmm. and, and, and showing off, right? So his brothers mm-hmm. didn't just throw him in it. Like, it, it started from somewhere, right? But if you back it up, back it up a little bit more, and you're like, hold on. This started with his father, right? And it's like, okay, we know we're not supposed to have favorite children, right? So it's, it's just so crazy when I think of that story. And, and then when they threw him in the pit, and when he was laying there, like, you said isolated cold by himself it was like talk about when god get the working let me show you yourself yeah let me reveal yourself to yourself so i can show you something right and even though you had these enemies that are trying to throw dirt on you i'm still gonna use you and i'm gonna bless you at the same time i'm gonna gonna bless you and i'm gonna bless you Wow. Listen, the Bible is like a soap opera. It, it sure is. It is. It is. 
<laughs> it is. So my question to everyone out there, people who are listening, you are sowing your seeds. Are you actually doing the work? Are you, is, is God speaking to you while you're in, so we're, you sowed your seeds. So we're in the waiting room, waiting for the manifestation of our harvest. Um, and are you listen, actually listening to God while we're in the waiting room? Are we hearing what God has to say to us? Are we going to the throne of grace every day? Um, uh, committing, um, speaking of what we did, our sins, and asking God for forgiveness. Are we fa- doing fearless inventory on ourselves, having that dialogue? Are we o- opening the door of our hearts to God so he could come in and sup in and deal with us? Are we doing these things while we're in a waiting room? Um, in the waiting room makes you understand what the word humility means. It makes you understand what the word humble means. It makes you understand what the word gratitude means. It makes you understand what the word patience means. Mm-hmm. Those are some heavy words. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, one of the things that I also know when we're in the waiting room, when we're waiting to birth things out, we're diligently working and God gives us that place of rest. Like, um, when David was in the pasture and he leads us by the still waters and he restores our soul. And about a month ago, you was like, um, only God had told me, um, I need to go into my storage and clean out and it, I always think about a woman when she's pregnant and she's coming like into her eighth and ninth month. She begins that nesting process where she starts to nest and start to throw things out and start to um, prepare, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, in in Psalms twenty three, this is all what it's all about. It's the time of work. It's the time of rest. It's the time of the one-on-one dialogue with God. It's the time of trusting. It's the time of being patient. It's the time of self-examination. Wow. It's the time of being grateful that he has um, filled our cups with oil and that oil is being poured over us because just like sheep, we could be stupid too. And find ourselves in a snake pit and that snake is about to bite us or has bitten us. But one thing that um, saves us is that oil because the oil, it, it, that, that venom can't penetrate us because the oil is poured upon us, it's poured all over us. So it's a beautiful thing when, um, when, when we know, when we have, when we truly are intimate with God. And what does intimacy look like for you, Gloria? Um, it could be any time, two o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. Um, I'm on my face. Mm. I'm on my face. Um, I'm in my devotionals. Um, and throughout the day, you know, saying a quick prayer, 
you know, especially if it's, the, he said to pray about everything, right? Like I'll be like, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I need a park. And Lord God, I pray that it is right where you want it to be in Jesus name. Amen. I said, you told me to ask, so I'm asking. So it's those prayers, you know, um, the fast prayers that I say, for some reason, seem like he answered those much faster. <laughs> So talk about pray continuously, but my intimate time is definitely most of the time in the morning. Um, do I need to spend more time? Hundred percent more. Hundred percent. Like I need to like have my face in that Bible because what I've noticed is that when I listen to you talk, right, and you talk about different stories of the Bible, and I know some of the stories, and I'm like, wow, that's a crazy story. Okay, I need mm-hmm. to read that. Like, it makes me want to read it. Mm-hmm. But do I go and dive in? Because it's like food, right? You're either going right. to chew it and just swallow it, but are we right. really digesting it? You know, so what I've learned this week, um, after doing this play on Sunday, and I mean, I had like a whole five-minute part, and I used to always say, I cannot remember scriptures. Like, I can say it, but I can't tell you where it is. And I'm like, I learned the whole script. <laughs> And I'm talking about, I can't, I'm like, oh no, I need this. Okay, that same technique that I apply to learn my part in this play, I need to do the same for these scriptures. That means something upstairs is working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's just, it's because I, um, it's not only you, I, I'm, I know a lot of sisters and brothers in Christ. When it comes to that, it's like, I think it's, um, it's a psychological thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, we sometimes it just needs to be broken we just need to be diving in more it we just need to be more intimate and i believe that's what it is one of my sisters said only how is it every time like when i write um at nighttime i'm in my book the scriptures i fall asleep i said you too it so i have to change it so early in the morning i is my prayer time it's my time or whatever because at nighttime forget about it Yes, the, the Bible is looking at me. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it's just—it's so weird, you know. But um, I'm thankful that I know God. I'm thankful. Am I at a place where um, I'm still broken? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I um, yesterday I had—I was just off on ten. I, I was at the throne of grace every minute, asking God for forgiveness. Yesterday, it was just crazy. <laughs> the stuff that was going on with me yesterday, talking about spiritual warfare. So, um, but I'm thankful that I know him. I'm thankful that I could always go to the throne of grace and ask him for forgiveness and asking to be mended again, you know. Yes. Um, and, you know, it's just not just for me, but to bring other people's people into the fold, you know and stuff like that and to have brotherly and sisterly um, involvement like you and other people that I know that we can bounce off of and talk and talk about our issues and stuff like that it's a wonderful thing so yes yes so what do you what do you see um, I know I'm not going to ask you where you're traveling to or whatever but um, what what would be what do you want to see um, in your journey? What kind of ministry do you want to see manifest? 
Um, see, this is the problem. This is this is this is, this is one of the problems. Is that I can have a vision all I want, uh-huh. but he comes in and he takes a little bowling ball and he knocks all my pins over. Like, eh, ain't gonna happen. So I try not to really focus on having a ministry. What I do is I just talk to people when I need to. These divine appointments, I always find myself in the middle of them. Rather, I'm in the supermarket, if I'm inside of the store, if I'm on the train, someone always wants to talk to me. And I'm like, here you go. Um, So I am not really planning because I don't know what his plans are. Um, Like I said, he has me doing acting now I don't know what where that's going I, I don't know he's having <laughs> he's having me do things that I can't do without him right right <laughs> so we know how that works yes yes he's putting me in places and rooms um where I would probably think I don't belong like this mm-hmm. big event that's coming up tomorrow um I can't wait to see and I mean we're talking about high rollers so I can't wait to see who I will be conversating with tomorrow I know it's going to be mind blowing and, and what soul you're going to win <laughs> yeah exactly and then on Tuesday I have another event and this is like some big lawyer party that I'm actually helping out with and I'm like okay let's bring let's bring them in just bring that's them in that's right <laughs> that's right you have your so, digital yeah. cards and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. When I get off the, um, when I'm done here, I am going to, because I already started working on it because I need to okay. switch up the whole email and stuff like that. So I got work to do. <laughs> yes, we all got work to do. Yes, yes, yes. 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 I'm excited though. I'm excited because um, I'm in such a good place mentally, spiritually, and physically. And um, I wouldn't give it up for the world. Mm. There's no going back. There's no going back. And you know what's what's insane? Um, last week I went out with a couple of girlfriends and we went to a place. And these this is a place where I used to like, not the same place, but like that lifestyle, right? Of being mm-hmm. out and hanging out and laughing and talking. Don't get me wrong. This is what we all, we all do it. But right. um, just going there, I was just like, okay, this is cool. But do I miss this? And I was just like, no, I, I, I don't miss this at all. Like, I want to be in the house at eight o'clock at night before exactly. the, the sun goes down because people out here wilding out and my flesh is still a little on the weak side. And somebody uh-huh. say something crazy. I got to uh-huh. be saved all over again. Uh-huh. You know, just like keeping myself out of harm's way. But um, I mean, I just love this space and I can't wait to see what God has planned. It's so funny because it's like we're safe in the in the hands of the Lord. We're safe. Yes. And we let we we being the fact that we've been sitting diligently at his feet at that place, that safe place. It is a beautiful place to be. Yes. The blessed assurance, the blessed assurance that Jesus is mine, that he has us. He he tells us every day, I got you, I got you. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? That intimacy that we have with him in the early in the morning where he just mm-hmm. loving on us and he has graced us with another day and we um I'm happy. I'm happy that, you know, we are um we are spiritual beings having a human ex- existence. You know, we're not of the world, you know, we don't it is like peaks and plateaus just like valley experiences, you know. 
So mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful thing. So Gloria, we're gonna close out, and you know, as usual, because you're a prayer warrior. And for for the people that are planting their seeds, can you pray for us? Pray that we continually, diligently start to keep watering our harvest. That we diligently start to put in the work. That we diligently stay at the throne of grace. Can you pray, please? I sure can. Mm-hmm. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I come boldly, boldly to your throne of grace, Lord God, lifting up whoever is listening to this podcast, Lord God, and even Arisha, Lord God, who you have given this platform to, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray that um, this podcast will touch lives, Lord God. You know exactly what we need at the right time, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I pray that you will open up our minds, hearts, and souls to receive all that you have for us, Father God. And if we need to get rid of some clutter, Lord God, or some things to make room for you, help us to get rid of those things and help us to be okay, Lord God. We're making more space for you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, having that intimacy, Lord God. Lord God, when I think about intimacy with you, Lord God, I think about us sitting um, Indian style, just looking up and with a big smile on our face as you look down on your children, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I pray that you will blow fresh air into our lungs, Lord God, into our our mind, Lord God, with new ideas, fresh ideas. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray that everybody will be nosy like me, Lord God, and they want to see everything that they have for you, Lord God. We want to get to heaven and that blessing room will be completely empty, Lord God. So, Lord God, bless businesses and ministries, Lord God, that anybody that hears this this podcast, Lord God, you begin to open up doors that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open, Lord God. Bless their finances, their relationships, their children, their family, their health. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, there's so much mental illness going on, Lord God, and that we will stay on top of our mental illness, Lord God, on our mental space, Lord God, that we would um, pay more attention to it, Lord God. Self-care, Father God, in the name of Jesus, but Lord God, not just making time for you, but making time for ourselves, Father God, as well, Lord God, you need us to take care of ourselves, Lord God. Our body is a temple, Lord God, and you dwell inside of it, Lord God, and you have blessed us with it, Lord God. So, Lord God, I pray that we will keep our mind on you, Lord God, and not what's going on around us, Lord God. You know I can keep on praying, Lord God. So, Lord God, Lord God, continue to move mightily, Lord God, in each and every one of us, expanding our territory, Lord God, but preparing us and giving us all the tools that we need. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, those books, Lord God, that are being written, Lord God, Lord God, you know I can go on and on. Lord God, these songs, Lord God, these plays, these movies, Father God, in the name of Jesus, these platforms, Lord God, you are raising up your soldiers, Lord God, you are raising us up. And Lord God, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for your Holy Spirit for leading us and guiding us. I thank you for that hedge of protection. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, continue to have your way in such a way, Lord God, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So here you have it, Gloria Witherspoon, the prayer warrior. So in closing, from Dear Future Soulmate podcast, we wish you love, peace, grace, health, wealth, and prosperity. Stay well. Stay blessed. Amen. Amen. Amen.